All right, welcome to Get Inspired and Innovate. On this episode, we're going to be talking about staying motivated with an awesome podcast. So uh, Stephanie and I were in Sydney, Australia together at the Innovator Academy. And while we were there, I was on Team Awesome because we were the best team. But uh, Stephanie and I got... No! <laughs> yes, we were the best team. So, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the one editing, so that's, that'll stay in there. But Stephanie and I got together while we were there, and one of the things that, that really troubled us was that a lot of people's projects died after they left uh, their Innovator Academy. So we got to collaborating and talking, and you know, there's kind of two sides to this podcast. One, we want to inspire all of you listeners out there to, to go and get certified. It is important that you get these certifications. Uh, so we want you to go get level one, level two certified trainer, innovator. We want you to go as far as you can. Uh, I feel like badging is important. Uh, but number two, we want to bring on our, our previous innovators from, from our class and from other classes. Just talk to them about their project, how it's going, maybe breathe new life into that project. So Stephanie, uh, you know, that was kind of why I felt like we should, we should start this. I know that's part of why you did too. What, what other reasons are, are you, you know, wanting to do this podcast? Um, so for me, if I don't share my goals and dreams with other people, I'm more likely not to do it or follow through with it because then no one's keeping me accountable. And the reason I started this podcast was with Lance was because I knew it would help me stay accountable towards my project because I would be hearing other people and what they're doing. And honestly, I didn't realize how much I would learn. I was talking with a teacher the other day and she was like, are you enjoying the podcast? You know, like that takes a lot of time. And yeah, it does take a lot of time. But if I wasn't doing this podcast, I wouldn't know about all the amazing innovator projects that have been done, are being done, or even what they're thinking of doing. Like the London cohort, you know, and the cohorts that are finishing up right now, they, you get to see them in the start of their project where we've got like LAX from last year who just finished their projects and they're launching them and they're pretty much done with them. And you know, and you get to hear those different projects and there's no way I would have known about these projects without starting this podcast. So Stephanie, part of what I hearing, I'm hearing here is I'm like the conscience on your shoulder that's over here just saying that, you know, keeping you in line, keeping you accountable. Is that right? Yep, Lance keeps me accountable. He checks on me probably every day, makes sure my project's going well. Um, we have like a Sydney group where we meet, you know, every month just to check in on each other. And it's been really helpful because I don't think if we didn't have that support group, like how is it going meeting with your mentor? Some of our, the people in our group, you know, they might be struggling. Others are doing really well with their mentor and we're suggesting different tips and tricks so they can be successful. Um, and really, I mean, I say this a lot, when we left the academy, it wasn't my project, it's our projects. And so I really feel that burden of, okay, if Kyle or Lance or Sarah or Paige are struggling with their project, that's my fault too. Because it's not just their project, I need to be collaborating with them and helping them be successful. So, so my only question for you is, which shoulder am I on? Am I the, am I the angel with the cute little halo on my head? Or am I the red guy with the pitchfork over there? Sometimes you hop shoulders. Some, oh, days okay. you're, some days you're that angel. Other days I'm like, oh my gosh, Lance is like really pushing me. And I, you know, but then when you step back, you're like, I'm glad that he's pushing me. Because if I didn't have that person that was constantly asking questions and 
you know, going over and above and being that support person when even when times are getting hard or you're feeling like there's no innovation or more creativity and you feel like you're running out of it, you've got that person that's asking questions or they have a different perspective. And often we focus so much in our own little world where there's a huge world out there, which we realize, you know, going to Sydney, Australia, like a lot of people, when I went there and I was talking about web's depth of knowledge, they didn't know what that was because they were more into Hattie's work or different stuff like that, just because of where they were located. Um, so I thought that was interesting and it's really helped me break outside of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like to me when you were in Sydney, you might have needed a coach that would have pushed you a little harder, that would have made you focus a little more on that user. So I want to bring on to our uh, show. Um, um, no, uh, I think Emily did a fantastic <laughs> job. Um, she was a great coach. She did push me and she's still pushing me. She's checking up on my projects still. I don't know if Stuart's doing that. But she, I email her like once or twice a month and she is giving me feedback on my project, even though the Academy is over. So I love Emily and she is fantastic. <laughs> well, that's great. But I want to bring on my coach because he's awesome. And that is Stuart Kelly. He is the deputy principal at Ariri College. He's an educator. He's a trainer. He's an innovator. He's all the way from New Zealand. In my opinion, he was the best coach that was at Sydney 19. And last but not least, he's just a big kid. So he enjoys having fun. So thank you, Stuart, first off, for being my coach, for inspiring me, for pushing me. But come on here and inspire these people here today of how to be innovative. Hi, everyone. Emily was a great coach, but there can only be one number one. No, Emily was very, very good, but this one was awesome. So it's, no. great, it's great to be on board and great to help everyone out. Although in the clue game, Emily did cause the murder or she stole the Chromebook. I forget what the story was. And you, you did get away. Uh, I was quite disappointed because I, I quite liked playing the villain. So I was a bit gutted that I wasn't the, 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 uh, the tragic, tragic villain in the murder mystery. So Stuart, you were my coach there in, in Sydney. Uh, what, what made you want to get into the innovator program to start with? And then what later on made you want to be a coach? I, I think one of the biggest um, challenges is, is schools all around the world are in, incredibly uh, conservative. Um, they may espouse a lot of creativity and a lot of innovative ideas, but you, you can go in any school in the world um, and, and, and there's always a couple with really, really good ideas. But, but, I, I found in a school I'm in that's uh, predominantly Polynesian, um, quite a religious background to a lot of the kids, that it is uh, very conservative and we've got to make sure we don't do any harm to the kids. But I wanted to make sure these kids had better futures. And there's a group of us in the school, but we, we felt like we needed more support. Um, and, and the great thing with EdTech is you can look all around the world and and, and get support often quicker online rather than face to face. And so a lot of it was, um, I know uh, Stephanie mentioned at the start about the Innovator Project said it's our project. So it's that whole stronger together thing that has made a big difference over the last few years. Um, so I like that you said stronger together. How are, have you used that in your own school? Have you had your students reach out to others? Yeah, I, I think with any EdTech project, no matter how brilliant the idea from the teacher is, it's the students that define the success of an innovator project. Um, and initially I had a, a, my innovator project, it seems a lifetime ago now, uh, was 
kind of almost aspirational, but it, it didn't end up targeting the student needs as much as the eventual uh, project became. And, and so the students are essential in any, in any innovation. Uh, they will give you better feedback in my uh, experience than, than teachers because they are ultimately on receiving end. So I, I consult with teachers regularly. Uh, we, we send out, I know in another podcast, you talked about the use of Google Forms. We survey every year nine student, which is our first year in secondary school. We survey them twice a term. What should we keep doing, stop doing and start doing? And some of the, you know, one kid may come up with an incredibly nutty idea and we'll think, why didn't we think of that? Right, let, let's go for it. And so student, student voice is really important because it's not what you intend to do in your innovation stuff. It's, it's, it's what, what is the ultimate outcome. And if the students aren't on board, you just don't have a chance and you need their honesty uh, throughout any innovative process. And I think that's so true how you said like student voice, if you weren't taking that survey and listening to the kids, they're going to stop being honest with you. But because think, you take their voices and you use that feedback to improve, they want to share more and they want to be problem solvers in your school district. And I think what's really important is in, in line with that, I, I, I'm quite unique as a deputy principal in my school in that I don't do any stand downs. I, I do no discipline or suspensions or anything like that. So that's really cool because I can go into a class and, and just purely look at the pedagogy and play, look at the learning and I'll just walk in and it's a great position to be in now where rather than me say to a kid, hey, what are you doing there? That looks pretty cool. The kids will say, hey, sir, check this out. So uh, the, the whole learning platform is from the students to the, uh, to the teachers or, or to the innovator, as long as you've, you've put that safety and resource in place. You, you know, Stuart, I think that's something that um, you, you inspired us with there at the academy was to try things, to think, to think really outside the box. And you said, as long as we're not harming any kids, as long as no one gets hurt in the process and fails, it's okay. So uh, I think that really pushed me to think, you know, what can we really do? Can we really push these limits? And you're like, was anybody going to get hurt? And I'm like, yeah. I don't think so. And you're like, well, then go for it. Yeah, and I, th I think what I, my only regret about my innovator project was I didn't go absolutely as, as big as possible because uh, to, to get buy-in from, from team and, and, and wider communities and, and in the case of the states where you guys are in terms of districts, it's got to be really powerful, really exciting for people to say, wow, that's, that, that's incredible. And, and, and talking to fellow innovators, one interesting thing that comes through is the projects where people go, oh, we can't do that. That's just ridiculous. Then you start breaking it down and you can. So in, in, in terms of innovation, what we try and do at our school and at, now in our wider community is try and think what is the, the biggest thing we can logistically do. It, you have to be able to do it in terms of resourcing, whether we've got it or not. And, and people will buy into something that's really, really big. Uh, we've just had all half our access points replaced in the school uh, and they're all now five gigahertz because the teachers wanted more and more and more and more. And so previously we were happy with, you know, one access point between two classrooms. Now we've got Aruba five gigahertz ones through the whole school, including the grounds. And so it's, you've really, it, it's easier. People will buy into something really, really big. Uh, but there's a the fear. It's normally let's take baby steps, but 
But the problem with baby steps is you can often stumble. So, you know, one of my major points when I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring people is let's make it really, really big. You can always come down because you've got scalability sorted. But if you're trying to go from small to large, you can run into scalability issues. So, so think absolutely big. Imagine, you know, like it's a Facebook or a Google or an Amazon. And then if need be, bring yourself down from that. I think too, I mean, I wasn't on Stuart's team, but I would overhear him because he's so loud and his energy that he just brought to the Google Innovator Academy really helped everybody in the room. Even though you were not sitting next to him, you could hear him. So as you're working on your project, you're hearing him like cheer on other people. And it just made you go, okay, I can do this because Stuart's right there, even though he's not cheering exactly for me, it felt like he was. Yeah, I think I think what, what one of the um, we have a a, a, a Maori proverb and it, it's the abridged form is hetangata 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 and it's what is the most important people in the world and it is it is the people uh, sorry what is the most important thing in the world it is the people it is the people it is the people and I think people forget that ed tech and innovation isn't about a cooler tech solution or better use of digital it's about making people feel more valued and so what was interesting at the innovator academy in sydney there were there was people that were a lot stronger technically than me but i like to think that my strongest trait is people growing through technology so it's it's, it's a different mindset it's come through from my teaching that if you make people believe in themselves if you make them think really big the resources will will come along and you will get people on board a lot easier than than being just supremely technical but not selling the vision and i think the key thing is you got one life so you've got to be you've got to be excited about what you're doing um and then if you're excited other people will buy and and, and the students will follow you as well i completely agree with that yeah and you know when we were there one thing that uh you know, when you were talking to us, you were like, well, when I picked my team, you know, I was looking for people that I can nick things from. And uh, so I felt like that when you said that, you immediately, you had us because we knew you had buy-in into our projects too. Uh, it wasn't only our projects, as Stephanie said, then it was part of your project because you want to see us succeed because you want to steal from us, uh, which is what we do best in education. Uh, so, so that really inspired us to, you know, obviously Stuart thought enough of my project that he wants to mimic it or copy it somehow. Mm -hmm. So it must be, there must be some, some uh, truth behind this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Lance, you're going to do better on your projects because it's now a global. You, you have to impress Stuart now and he has to be able to use that in New Zealand, you know, and I'm going to have to use it in Ohio. So it's now a global project and it's not just focused in your little town in Tennessee. Well, I think one of the interesting things is I, I go back to like Google started in the garage and Facebook started small and all that, but they, was, they weren't started by technology. They were starting by individuals or a couple of people having, having an idea and saying, how far can we take this? And I think in, in education, uh, th there is a tendency to say, I want to do something small, but I, I want it to be perfect. But education is a moving beast. And by the time you've made what you thought was perfect, it's actually not perfect because technology's moved on and, and, and people have moved on. And I think, and, and you know, I, I was one of the things that I really enjoyed at the Innovator Academy and, and I enjoy my day-to-day -day teaching is 
all the resources are all over the world and it's it's almost like a, a moral obligation to take you see something really good that's in play wherever around the world or whatever age group at least look at it and say can that make my students have better futures and you just take all you can and that that saves time and i think that's actually quite strategic all right Stuart. so before we move on to the next uh section is there any one last uh, bit of advice that you would you would give to our listeners out there uh, about these Google certifications, getting them, or, or a word that you can give just to inspire them? I, I think th th there's two things. One, certification matters because it does give you credibility. And I think the other thing that is really important is share your vision as soon as possible. And that, that's warts and all because as soon as you put it out there, um, you've kind of got an obligation to follow through and it's, and w the biggest learning I've had from my years of working with Google is that don't try and put out a perfect product. The end users will make it perfect. It's, it's, I look at the evolution of Google classroom as a classic example that you, you, you just do something pretty good, but, but get it out there quickly, get it, get it tested as soon as possible in a real life environment. And then, fix the problems as they come up don't don't just keep it to yourself and don't try and keep it perfect i think it's almost ineffective that way i think that's so true with the vision part because oftentimes people wait until the end of their planning and all that kind of stuff to share the vision and then they wonder why people aren't on board with it and it's because they weren't in the process at the beginning to help you create a solution you created that solution for your users where everybody needs to be on board at the beginning and they need time to process it. If you come to them four months later and you're like, here's my vision and here's everything we're gonna do. A lot of people are like, well, why? Cause they wanna be a part of that big vision and the part of that solution. Right, that, and that, you know, that gets buy-in uh, with, with the people you're working with when they feel like they're a part of it. Uh, but Stuart, you were talking about Google Classroom a second ago. I heard some uh, crazy, statistic the other day like Google Classroom since it has come out has had over 100 uh, changes made to it uh, yep. since then so as you said they just pushed out a platform they've taken all the feedback in and made it into the great product that it is now but it didn't start that way no and and, and what what's amazing is on the bottom left of classroom you look at what's new and uh, you know there can be evolution for evolution's sake but it, mu it must be fit for purpose evolution but there's literally two to three changes every month uh, and not all of them are necessarily great, but, but what they're prepared to do is keep pushing in multiple directions and they're prepared to actually say, Hey, look, we've, we've made a mistake here. We can bring it back. But, but you know, if Google, one of the largest companies in the world and, and one of the largest tech companies in the world are prepared to put out an imperfect product, surely, surely a teacher or a group of teachers should be able to take on that same type of risk. All right, we're going to move into the next section of our podcast here. Uh, this is our favorite memes or quotes that we have for this week. Uh, Stuart, what have you got for us this week? My one is uh, I was uh, watching uh, Top Gun again, and I mentioned at the Academy, and it, it, it's my EdTech quote that I raise all the time, and it's Tom Cruise saying, I feel the need, the need for speed. So mine this week was some see a weed and some see a wish, and it's a – Lion, yes. <laughs> and um, I think it's all about perspective. If you don't share your vision with people, they're going to have a negative perspective about your idea, your project, 
where if you share it with them earlier, they're going to see it and they're going to go with it. Um, so again, it's all about perspective and how you share your ideas with others. Okay, I've got Dr. Evil in my meme for this week with his air quotes, and in there it says innovation. So a lot of times we talk about innovation. It's not really innovation, it's more iteration. Uh, but I'm okay with that from time to time because sometimes us uh, reiterating something or um, coming out with the same product again, sometimes it's better the second or third times around because some people have worked the bugs out of it. Uh, I was talking with the company that I work with out of Taiwan and I, I asked them, I said, this product looks just like a product that came out a year ago from one of your competitors. They said, yeah, we let them come out with it first. We saw all the bugs and all the issues they had. And then we came out with our model of it, but we fixed all the bugs and issues that were in it. So, um, you know, not everything is innovative that comes out, but sometimes iteration is not a bad thing. All right. And so now we're going to be talking about something that we learned this week that's innovating for tomorrow. So something that you can use in your classroom, in life. What is your innovating thought for tomorrow, Stuart? Uh, get all my uh, get all my teachers at school to investigate how they can use Minecraft in every single subject. Uh, my my nine year old is um, getting pretty good at it, and I said to him, "How would you use it for maths?" He said, "Well, you could count uh, your number of assets and your um, resources. How would you use it in uh, social sciences? Uh, oh, I, I could." you know, look at topography and all that type of stuff. So, so look at something like Minecraft and, and rather than say how, you know, I can't use it here. Look, how can I use it? As long as it's fit for purpose, I've seen with my boys uh, um, at home that they've got a tremendous capacity to see beyond our subject silos, which, which has been a real insight to me. Yeah, and, and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I've always said that before we can teach our students, we have to engage them. Yeah. So Minecraft, Fortnite, Overwatch, all these games that they're interested in, uh, obviously this is engaging content for them. So if you can somehow figure out how to bring that into the classroom, into these subjects that you're saying, then you've got the hook. And now you've got the hook in so you can teach them. And then my idea for this week is to, in the Google Calendar, so we use Google Calendar as a district, and attaching your meeting notes to the Google Calendar can really help. So putting the Google Doc, taking that link, putting it right into the calendar has helped save time in our meetings because people aren't searching their drive or old emails for the meeting notes. They're attached to that calendar. And then if they need to go back to the calendar invite, everything that we talked about is right there. Um, so that's just something that we've been using as a district. So I highly suggest it. It's been a huge time saver. And then Lance, what's yours? All right, so I don't do this often, but I'm going to give kudos to Stephanie here. This is, this is something that she's actually taught me. Uh, so, so write this down, guys. Uh, it is the Toby extension, okay? So if you, it's T-O-B-Y, Toby. Uh, Toby extension was a replacement for about three or four different extensions for me. So it was my one tab, my papier, my symboloo, all in one. Uh, so what Toby allows you to do is it's, it's a – extension that when you open a new tab it's it's there you can have all of your uh tabs right there in toby you can have notes that you've taken there in toby um you know and then you can share all of that to your students or to other people's to collaborate with for you or for them just to have just links so i had three or four different extensions running 
doing the one thing that, you know, Toby or doing what Toby would do itself. So thank you, Stephanie, for, for teaching me that. Uh, the other one I got this week, the other one that I've got this week, and, and I feel like Stuart uh, helped to teach me this at the academy, was the importance of teamwork. Um, so during the summer, we, we hosted the nationwide spelunking conference uh, in Cookville, Tennessee at one of our high schools. And you talk about teamwork, those guys go climbing in caves and everything else together. They have to depend on each other. And I feel like that while I was in Sydney, that I learned that my team, uh, Team Awesome, uh, I had to depend on each one of them. But also my Team America team, once I got back, I've had to depend on those guys. They've been my support group uh, anytime that we have questions, mainly because we're in the same time zone uh, or around the same time zones. We can ask each other questions, bounce ideas off of each other. So teamwork, depending on teams, having a good team and a support system is very important. And of course, I'm the good angel. And you're the good angel? On that yeah. team, yep. All right, so Coach, uh, thank you for coming on. Stuart, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to come on and be with us today. Uh, a couple things I'll say is, one, you're the first coach from Sydney, Australia that we've had on. Emily, she hasn't shown up yet, you know, hasn't even shown interest. That Michael Davidson guy, I mean, you know, he's just trouble anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> They've been invited. <laughs> They've been invited, but, but you know what? You're the first because you're number one. Number one, not only on the field, but also in our hearts. Uh, so, so, Coach, uh, how, how can people uh, reach out to you? How can they connect with you if, if they want to get more information? Uh, they can get a hold of me on Twitter, at Stuart Kelly NZ. Um, and if anyone needs any help, they can just contact me, and I'll, I'll get back to them as, as soon as I can. But, you know, any questions, they can just fire away. But thanks for having me on. Team Awesome. Oh, Stuart is so crazy, but we just love him. Um, so make sure you check out the show notes at getinspiredandinnovate.com. Also make sure you're signing up for the weekly email so that the show notes come directly to your inbox. So you don't even have to type in the web link. It's sent to your email for you and you can just search the show notes that way. Um, again, if you need anything, feel free to reach out to Lance, myself, or Stuart. Um, we look forward to talking on our next podcast. Mm -hmm.